Welcome to the Real Happy Mom podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator at Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today I have Esther to talk to us about five steps to a healthier and energetic you. But before we jump into this episode, I want to make sure that you know about my free weekly planner and meal planner to help you eliminate the question of what's for dinner. So head over to realhappymom.com slash planner to grab yours. Now let's jump into episode 19 with Esther. Welcome to the podcast, Esther. I'm happy to have you. I'm so excited to be here, Tony Ann. Thank you. Now, before we get started and jump into our topic that we have for today, I just wanted you to just share a little bit about yourself and your background with us. Yeah, I am Minnesota girl. Like I said, I left to leave or to go up to Alaska because there wasn't enough snow. And when I was in Alaska, I met my husband. Uh, I was a nurse at a little medical clinic and um, he was up there to work with the church, actually. So he would do just any jobs. He was like a Um, waiter for a period of time. He worked at the school for a period of time, but he was up there to serve the kids of the community through the church. And I thought that was awesome. So we met up there. We didn't end up staying up there because it's a very hard place to live um, as far as the abuse rates and the sexual abuse rates. It's just very hard. Mm. So we left and traveled around the U.S. for a while and we're back in Minnesota. We now have four boys They are ages five, nope, yeah, five to 11, full of energy. Boys are noisy. I did not (laughs) know that before I had boys. Um, So that has probably been my biggest adjustment. Um, But yeah, that's who I am. I homeschool. I I left the ER and now I do holistic health coaching to try to help people stay away from the ER, to help people get healthy, you know, from the root instead of just looking at the symptoms. And I love it. Nice, nice. Now, in your coaching, you walk your clients through a five-step process that leads to discovering a simple path for health and also leads to gaining energy and losing weight. So can you walk us through this five-step process? I totally can. So when people think about health in this Western world that we live in, we typically think of diet and exercise. And there's nothing wrong with diet and exercise, but they're not the whole picture. So if you think of a table or a chair that has five legs, we had one in the break room of the ER, and one of those legs was off kilter. So you'd be eating your meal and somebody would lean on the other part of the table and the whole table would shift and it would just throw you off. Well, that's what your health is like if you don't balance all five parts. So I see the five parts as your mind, your body, your spirit, and the diet and environment. So like I said, we're very used to talking about diet and exercise, but it's not the whole picture. So just to think about your mind, if you are having a hard day, like how do you eat? Like you probably don't eat as well as you do if you're having an awesome day. We all do that emotional eating. Um, Everything is affected when we are under stress our body actually processes our energy differently. When we are under stress, we hang on to fat and we burn um, glucose or sugar for our fuel and we don't release weight. 
So if you think about it and you're under stress and you're trying to lose weight, your body is doing all it can to not lose fat. While your mind and your diet, you're doing all you can to lose the fat. And so then that causes you to be more stressed because it's not working. So when I take my clients through those five steps, the body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment, we get them to all be on the same page. You know, maybe we have to work on stress. And for a lot of women, stress is a huge thing. So we work on their stress. Or maybe they're not sleeping right. And so we look at the environment of their bedroom. Like, how can we facilitate sleep? We look at the diet before bed, like from supper time on. How can we change the diet so that you can sleep better? Because women who are short on sleep eat three, about 300 calories more every day just because they're tired. So again, you're trying to lose weight and you're looking at diet and exercise while you've got the stress going on or where you've got the not sleeping going on and it's causing you to gain weight or to hang on to weight or to eat more. So I think looking at the whole person is so important. And we've just lost sight of that in Western medicine. So that's what I get to do um, just with, you know, that weight example. And I work with my clients on other things too, like chronic pain or like you said, energy. Uh, but I find that when you look at the whole person, it all gets easier. Yes, I completely agree. And I shared this in a previous podcast about how last year, towards the end of the year, I was super duper stressed and I was gaining weight like crazy. Mm -hmm. And it got really bad where <laughs> all of my clothes were tight and I was pretty uncomfortable and I could actually literally like feel it on me. And I was like, I do not feel healthy. I feel just terrible. And what happened was, is I ended up going to my cousin's wedding in Jamaica for four days without my husband or kids. And it was amazing. I was able to just relax and all the stress just kind of melted away. And I came back and I didn't want to eat like all day, every day, like I used to. And it's funny how, um, when you mentioned about being stressed and how we eat more, like it really is a serious thing. Um, getting the stress under control because that's what was my issue is I was just stress eating all the time and I had gained like 15 pounds. So I came back after the wedding and now I'm down 10 pounds. I just got five more to go and we'll be good. Good but, job. Um, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and it really, like, honestly, I haven't really been doing much because like I, I don't want to eat that much anymore like before I just want to eat, eat, eat like all day that's all I want to do but now I'm like oh I'm good like I don't need to eat anymore I'm fine so um, I definitely understand the stress now I know you have some resources to help with stress or some other tips I was just wondering if you would mind sharing that I do I have a free resource that anybody can grab at any time and it is specifically about stress it's seven different strategies to soothe stress in 60 seconds or less so that Ooh. is one of my favorite things because stress, people think about it as this chronic long-term thing, like this big thing is stressing them out. But there are simple things that you can do to turn your stress around in under a minute. So why not do that? Nice. Now, could you do us a favor and just share one of them with us? Yes. My favorite one is to breathe. Now, mm. that sounds silly because we're always breathing. If you're alive, you're breathing, right? Yes. But 
there's two different ways we breathe. And if you ever watch a little kid breathe, so I'm talking like baby or toddler, they are sitting upright if they know how to sit and they're breathing with their belly. They're just totally unaware of how they look. They don't care about their gut. They don't care about anything. They're just breathing how God created them to breathe. And their belly is going in and out, in and out. If you look at an adult breathe, especially an adult who's feeling stressed, their shoulders and their chest are going up and down quickly. So what you want to do is you want to switch back to that belly breathing. When we breathe with our diaphragm or our belly, it actually massages a big nerve that goes right down next to our spine. And that nerve, it's called the vagus nerve. It controls whether we are sending out stress signals to our body or relaxed signals. So if you're breathing with your belly, you massage that vagus nerve and you get it to chill out and to send out these relaxed signals. So right now, while you're listening to the podcast, just close your eyes for a second, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes and put one hand on your belly and just take a nice deep breath in and out. And sometimes it's really hard to get our bellies to go. Like you would find our chest wanting to breathe or our shoulders repeat that until you can get your belly to do the breathing. If you can do that kind of breathing before every meal, just a couple of nice deep belly breaths, it gets your body ready to digest because you can't digest well if you are stressed. If you do it before mm-hmm. sleep, you can sleep better. If you do it when you're, you know, anytime you feel that stress level going up, you can instantly start to calm the physiologic symptoms or signals in your body that tell you to relax. That is my favorite stress tip. Thank you for sharing that with us. You are welcome. Now, what is one myth that you would like to dispel about living a healthy life? The biggest myth is that it's complicated and it takes too much energy. It's not complicated, but that's the myth that we all believe. Well, I can't get healthy right now because I have this going on. I can't get healthy right now because I don't have time. I can't get healthy right now because of this. But that's wrong. The fact is, is that health can be simple. When you look at it from a whole person perspective, body, mind, spirit, diet, and environment, there are always simple things you can do to get healthy. It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be as complicated as you want, but simple works better always, 100% of the time. So if you make health simple, it's going to work. I completely agree. And one thing that I think, at least for me, and I'm sure others can probably raise their hand on this one, is there's so many different diets and fads out there on how to lose weight and get healthy which adds to it making it complicated because you think, oh, I have to eat these certain things and I have to only exercise at this time, which it just, like you said, makes it super complicated versus making it simple. Now, what diet or fad would you caution us to stay away from that is either a waste of time or just overall not good for our health? That's a good question. And I would say all of them because a (laughs) diet or a fad isn't long-term. And when you do something, even if it's going to work for long-term, if you do it with a short-term mentality, it's going to backfire. And I'll use my husband as this example. Every single morning, I have a 
smoothie or a shake for breakfast every single morning. If I don't do that, like I don't eat breakfast or I started out with like a horrible high sugar meal. So every day I do that. Well, he used these shakes as like a short term diet and his mentality was I am going to get down to this weight and then I'm going to be done with this diet. And he did it and he succeeded. But guess what happened? Like two, three months later, he had reverted to all of his prior habits and he had gained all that back. So you can use the same products like a simple smoothie or a shake and you can use it as part of a long-term strategy. Like I have it every single day for breakfast. It starts out my day with energy. It's low glycemic. So I don't get on that hangry craving wagon or roller coaster. <laughs> um, or you can do it unhealthy. Like my husband did where it's just a short-term solution and then it doesn't stick. So for diets and fads, just don't, don't do them as a diet or fad. You need to change your entire lifestyle. And so does that mean you can never have a donut again? Well, no, that would be silly. You know, you, you have to work it into a livable lifestyle. So I think that's, that's what I would caution people to stay away from is short-term solutions because short-term solutions don't really work. I completely agree. Now, are there any simple lifestyle tips or things that we can incorporate slowly to have that healthy lifestyle? And so it's not just going to be a diet for a short term that you would suggest implementing to get us started. Yes, for sure. I think 100% of the people listening to your podcast, or at least 99% of the people need to eat more vegetables. In general, if you ask somebody like, how many vegetables are you eating every day? They'll try to be good. And they're like, oh yeah, I had like three or four servings yesterday. And then if you ask specifically, well, what did you eat? They're like, think about it. Well, maybe I ate some carrots. So it was really just one. Number one tip for anybody who wants to take that small step to improving their lifestyle is increase your vegetables. You want to get to a place where eventually you're having like half your plate at your meals full of veggies because that is an ideal way to eat. Whether you subscribe to a vegan lifestyle or you eat everything or you want to do paleo, your vegetables are key. So that's one thing that any listener can do. Uh, maybe not if you're keto, but if you're doing true keto, that's actually really hard on your body. And we can talk about that a different time. But okay. in general, vegetables are the number one place that people can start with and do it slow. If you only ate carrots yesterday, then maybe tomorrow you eat carrots and one other thing. And you do that for three weeks. And then maybe in the fourth week, you add a third vegetable just increase it so that it's doable. Keep it simple. Now, I wanted to backtrack really quick to the five parts. So we hear a lot about mind, body, and spirit. And then, of course, diet. We hear a lot about that too as well. But environment, that is one thing. Sorry, I didn't stop you before, but I just wanted you to talk to us a little bit more about environment and how we can make that more balanced environment, you're right, we don't really talk about it much, but it's so key. Like if we're talking about weight, like you were asking earlier, just the plastics in our environment, 
they are now calling them obesogens. Obese, of course, coming from fat and gen from genetic or from like genesis. So it starts the fat storage process. So when we are surrounded by plastics, when we store our food in plastics, when we microwave stuff in plastic, when we have plastic on our bodies while we're sleeping, we are actually absorbing those plastics in the teeny tiny amounts and they signal our hormones to tell us to store fat. So plastic is just one example in our environment that can screw up our body, our physiology. And my kids get so mad at me at this because they see these soft fleece blankets as just warm cuddly. I'm like, no, these are actually plastic. I know it doesn't feel like plastic. It doesn't feel like a Ziploc baggie. It feels like a soft blanket, but it's not a natural fiber. And so when you are sleeping with that, it's actually disrupting your hormone process and your sweating and what you're absorbing overnight. And it's bad for your overall health. And like I said, my kids get mad at me almost every single night because they have these soft things. And I'm like, no, you need to put the natural fibers on first. Uh, so again, with your environment, there's simple fixes like get cotton pajamas or get wool stuff or I had some bamboo pajamas which were super 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 luxurious uh, but stay away from the micro fleece because it's plastic and it's going to impact how your body works and on that same note you can also look at environment as the environment you create for yourself so if your environment is full of clutter or if it's really bright in your bedroom, those are two things that impact your, um, well, the brightness impacts your sleep and the clutter impacts your stress, even unconscious stress. And so the environment can be very powerful. And you're right. We don't talk about it very much. Well, thank you for shedding some light on that, because like I said, I always focus on mind, body, spirit, but environment is definitely something I'll be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. So thank you. You're welcome. Now, one question that I ask all of my guests is if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Well, I don't know that it's a superpower that the Incredibles would use, but I want the superpower of a lie detector. Ooh, I like that. Yes. When I was in the ER, I I have a really good BS meter. Really good. Uh -huh. Like I can detect when somebody is telling me the truth. But I find that with my kids, they're sneakier. And I I can usually know when they're telling the truth. But to know for certain, that would be awesome. To just be able to have that superpower, I think that would make me a more trusting mom because I wouldn't have to be second guessing them all the time. I would just know. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> it's funny because I have a now six-year-old and he is, oh my goodness, I don't know why, but he just tells like the silliest lies. And I'm like, really, son? Like, come on. <laughs> like, at least lie about something that's like worth lying about. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you because now it's gotten so bad that I can't even tell when he's lying. So when he is telling the truth, I'm like, yeah, right, son, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I look like the bad mom because I don't believe him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I get it. Now, Esther, where can listeners find you and learn more about you? 
Awesome. I would love to have you guys connect with me on the internet. You can find me at thewholeyou.care. It's all one word, thewholeyou and .care, not .com. On Facebook, I am the whole you nurse. And on Instagram, I am Esther Y. That's my last name, dot R-N, Esther Y dot R-N. But those will all be in the show notes. So you can just flip over to the show notes and click. Yes, definitely go to the show notes for that link, as well as the link about stress, those um, tips that Esther had about stress. You will find all of those links in the show notes there. So Esther, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of this wonderful goodness with us. I'm sure there's probably several listeners out there that want to ask you more questions. So definitely get with Esther online on those different platforms that she mentioned and reach out to her. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. So thank you again, Esther. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 19. There you'll find everything that was mentioned as well as the links that Esther shared. And don't forget to get those stress tips that she mentioned. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure that you subscribe and also let a friend know. That does it for this episode and I'll catch you in the next one.